It's Giant Size Man Things with Aaron Kelly and Jimmy Rouse and me, Steve Garnett. Welcome to the only show where pork rinds are made out of shrimps. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't they be shrimp rinds? Shrimp rinds or mud vein rinds or uh, oh oh. You had to bring that up. Can you imagine though, if, if you did try to like deep fry a little mud vein, like you would have to have like a billion to make a like a bag, like a pork size. Who would want to eat that? I mean, a lot of people eat it in shrimp alien probably don't know they're eating it. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's like some kind of like an aphrodisiac or something. If you eat a bunch of those, I heard that ghost toenails were aphrodisiacs. I love ghost toenails. I love ghost toenails. <laughs> those are good. That's probably one of my all-time favorites. They're real hard to find, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They are hard to find. Yeah, here's the thing. If you ever think there's a ghost in your house, I mean, you, you know, sometimes it's really hard. Like, you know, you don't, can't always spot a ghost. But if you walk around in the pitch black with a black light, you can always see their toenails. You but, can. But even when you see their toenails, you necessarily can't see their feet. It just looks like little, like, uh, Frito's corn chips moving around, kind of. And sometimes you can find the clippings with that yeah. technique. And you'll yeah. find, like, a little pile of, like, looks like corn chips. And you're like, oh, my God, I've got ghosts in the house. <laughs> so, you know. See, I've done a little ghost hunting in my day. And I've never heard You of didn't know to look for that. You I didn't know. You probably would have found a whole lot more ghosts. I did not. I did not, sir. I'm glad I'm, you have enlightened me as to the, the <laughs> ghost toenails. And ghost toenail clippings can be sold for a pretty penny. Can they can. Oh, yeah. Can they are. You just look it up on eBay. They're up with, like, rhino tusks. So, so they like, they so are. Do you sell them by the gross or by the pound, maybe? A lot of people will pay a lot of money just for one clipping. Yeah. One clipping. Wow. They're, they're, <laughs> they have a lot of uses, I guess. I, they're good in chili. They are good in chili. Yeah. <laughs> ghost chili. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are at the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is episode 10, right? Yeah, it's episode 10. Episode 10. Far better than any episode whatever of Star Wars. <laughs> it's like uh, there's something that just makes me feel like there, there's a Ganondorf squeezing out of my ass right now. <laughs> and the reason I said that is because the Zelda show that they're talking about maybe making on yeah, Netflix. Netflix, uh the claim it's going to be like a kid-friendly Game of Thrones, which I, I'm completely. I don't even see how that would, would work at all. I think they just mean that style fantasy, which I'm completely cool. You know, I've played. I mean, yeah, Zelda, Zelda doesn't need to be oh, an adult-oriented. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not adult-oriented. If they made a show out of Zelda, it doesn't really need to be an adult-oriented show. No, I, and I agree with that. And I've been really surprised that we haven't seen something TV movie-wise from Zelda. In all the time, that yeah, I always probably. assumed there would be a really, really shitty movie. I think that the the hardest thing to do with Zelda is how to decide, like as a writer or a director, whoever is in charge, is how to decide what the character of Link is actually yeah. going to be like. Because when you play those games, he has no personality. Yeah. You know, he doesn't ever talk. Yeah. The only noise you ever hear him make is <laughs> when he's yeah. swinging a sword. And, and that's that. about it. So, I mean, it would be hard to be like, how are we going to represent Link, in, who's the main character in these stories, and make everybody happy with it? Because, you know, it would be easy to screw them up. It would be. It would be. And but the one is... thing that I hope that it will clarify is that the character's name is Link, not Zelda. Oh, it definitely oh, is Link. Yeah, this is, <laughs> is going to be live action, so in your, your mind, how old's Link? Is he like an eight-year-old kid? It depends on what kind of story they go exactly. with. You know, this would be interesting to see. They Maybe could they could make it really epic and make it to where he starts out as a kid. I hope they have that one. Would be, that would be awesome. They could, or they could jump around and like cast several people as Link, and like you know, every season, like this season, he's eight. This season, he's fifteen. Yeah, like what if they know? did, or what if they did like an Ocarina of Time type of story where there's like, I just want to see the Gorons, man. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it's from what I understand, you know, this isn't even anything official. Yeah, oh yeah. This yeah, could yeah. T not even ever happen. It's something that's being talked about. You know about. what? Netflix has the money. But that would be awesome. And their original series, you know, they always end up with very good writing. All the original series have been really good. Even the stuff that they have, where they've taken like a, a British show and brought it via Netflix to, you know, us. Yeah. Like they did with the. Uh, like Happy Valley, which I re watched recently, is really, really good. And Attack of the Horn Shrimps. Attack of the Horn Shrimps. And, uh, That's a good one. Well, well, since we're talking about BBC shows floating on the Netflix, let's talk about what I wanted to talk about. Black Mirror. 
I watched the show the other night, the first episode of it. Uh, it's a BBC show. Uh, there's six episodes in the first season. They run about an hour and a half-ish each. Mm-hmm. So they're like mini-movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of this dystopian sci-fi. And in the first episode, uh, uh, each episode resolves itself completely by the end. So, you know, there's no ongoing story through each episode. Each episode is its own story. So the first episode is screwed up. And it, I'm, I was impressed with the amount of balls that it took for someone to make this. How many balls did it take? More than two. <laughs> That's a lot of balls. And there, I think that uh, at least half of them were probably made of brass. <laughs> Just to be perfectly blunt, because the, there 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 is a subject brought in, brought into the first episode that if if this were suggested for an American TV show, no one would be like, yeah, let's make that. Everybody would be like, no, 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 no. We ain't going there. Involves a child, probably. No, not at all. Well, hearing you talk about this makes me, I know this is a little tiny bit unrelated, but just hearing that story, it makes me want to get my balls bronzed. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's face it, at this point, I'm probably not ever going to have a family or have kids or anything. I might as well get my balls bronzed so they have some kind of cool use. I can put them up on the mantle. Would you hang them from your scooter? No. Like, you know, people hang like those balls from their trucks, you know, would you hang them like right at, you're riding your little scooter? I, I don't just, think I would I, do that. I, dude. I just I don't know if I could hang out with Steve if I ever walked you know walked into his house and he was just sitting there polishing his balls. And I was like, "Hi guys!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Black, Black Mirror, uh, it, it's it's pretty good, and you know, basically, there's a situation that occurs, and you know what what is so shocking about it is, you know, you put yourself in that situation, what would you do? Because well, I just I told you what I would do. Well, yeah, get my balls bronzed. <laughs> Huh? But but yeah, man, it's just like it's 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 a, it's an unimaginable choice, and it really is. It's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, <whew. laughs> yeah, I have to check that one out. I've not. Actually and the seen thing it. is, it's like I was expecting the show to like, like I was expecting the show to be really graphic when it got to the scene where this thing may or may not occur, <laughs> and it didn't even really show anything. And I think that that added to it. Really, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting show. So if you guys are just uh, wandering around on Netflix sometime, give Check it a, give it a Black look. Mirror. But but be be prepared. You may be emotionally victimized by the first episode. So, so it's it's like you watch this show Black Mirror, you may feel emotionally victimized. It's the same if you came over to my house and hung out for a little while. <laughs> so you make your pick. This is true. <laughs> uh. Now, I I heard a little rumor from Aaron over here. Uh, Constantine might be moving to sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, looks like maybe the the most likely home. And if it goes to sci-fi, it will have the name Hellblazer. It won't be called Constantine oh, really? anymore. Yeah. What do you think about that? Are you like that, or are you like? Nah. Yeah, because you know it's more. I think. If you just say Constantine, most people are going to think of the bad movie. If you say Hellblazer, most people, it's going to, they're, they're yeah. going to link to the comic. Um, yeah, uh, NBC, you know, they own, like, USA Network. They own Sci-Fi. They own, uh, I don't remember. There, there's a bunch of them. But it looks more likely that they came out and admitted, they're like, we messed up. We didn't market it this show. We thought, with it being a comic book show, that you didn't have to market those and people would just watch them. They admitted that for this, because it's like a fan favorite. No one wants this show to end. But they're like, it's not getting the ratings we want. So I think I think it's probably going to go to sci-fi. But at least they came out and admitted it's their fault, you know. Yeah, that's, that's and that is true because you know you never really saw any advertising for the show. Really, I no, mean, that's mi- the thing. I mean, very minimal, very and minimal. It, I, I saw it more in like a comic book, an ad in a yeah. comic book, than I did anywhere else. That's the only advertising for it I ever saw was yeah, those little handouts that were in comic shops. That were in comic shops, yeah. Yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's rumors that, like, the CW wants it. And if they have it, then, you know, they can maybe ultimately put, you know... They could make it part of their multiverse. They could. But I think NBC will probably try to move it to sci-fi. If they they do that, are they they just going to continue it and change the name? Or are they going to reboot it again? I don't think they'll reboot it. I mean, I don't think they... Because that would be stupid. There's only one episode left this season. 
I've liked it. I mean, some of the writing is a little cheesy, and it feels more of like a comic book than like the comic book does. You know, like the comic book's really dark. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of cheesy, but I think that's just what you get when you know with a lot of like mainstream shows that are a little cheesy. I mean, you know, just some of the effects they use and stuff. But I think I don't know. I think it would be a good idea for it to go to sci-fi because yeah. sci-fi's been coming out saying you know we want we want to go back to making the kind of TV yeah. that people want to see. So also cable network, you know. And They're going to get away with a whole lot more on there than than, than would ever be allowed on NBC. And I'm NBC sorry. NBC did a like a kind of like a test, like a secret test run, and they did a marathon of constant. They've already done it on Sci-Fi, yeah, and it went over well. Like people watched it. They That's just kind awesome. of threw it on there unannounced to see if people would watch it, and they watched it. Um, so. You know, I mean, I think that they should just stick with what they got and just let that be season two. I don't think there's any point to rebooting it. I mean, you know, because you got a whole season laid out. Yeah. You know, you got 13 out of the 22 episodes that was originally going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see, um, which, you know, because NBC, they released their list of shows that got renewed, and Constantine wasn't like renewed was or canceled. Right. Yeah, it was just, Beautiful. it's in a limbo. Limboed. So, you know, there's one episode left. It'll be interesting to see, you know, did they write this to be where, like, this could be the end? Did they leave it on a cliffhanger? Right. It'll be interesting to see. So. I'm, I'm interested in the name change uh, because there's there's something there's something going on with DC uh, later later this summer. and we'll, we'll, So we'll go back to the name change to Hellblazer uh, when we get to the comic section of our newscast here. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the show's became, a newscast. Well, not really. I mean, we still sit here and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Lots uh, of bullshit. It was announced this week that the Game of Thrones show will end before the books end. Aww. And, uh, you know, it may be very well that the books may never end because George R. R. Martin may very well die. Um, but there's a lot of people, because, you know, uh, Martin, you know, he does a lot of writing on the show, and I think he obviously leads the, the direction the show goes in. So there's a lot of people that's thinking the show may end ultimately in his mind of how he wants to end his books. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um as of now, the show is up for seven seasons. So season five starts in April. There, no one's saying season seven's the end. That has it's just how much it has been renewed yeah. by HBO. Mm-hmm. So you know it could go fifteen seasons. I don't know. Well, I mean, and you know one of the things that I'm hearing most about, about is people are talking about how it's as time goes on, it's diverging more and more for, away from the books. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious as to maybe that's got something to do with George R. R. Martin writing really slowly. You know, maybe, I mean, you know, because, you know, I've thought about stuff like that, like with uh, The Walking Dead, for instance. Like, you yeah. know, like you had this book you've been writing 10 years, and now you have one chance to where you can completely change everything. And like maybe after you wrote this, you're like, you know, I wish I would have went this direction with something or this direction. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that could ultimately be. And, and, and you know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what Kirkman said about that. It's like, you know, this could very easily have been what happened in the book. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's just like, I, you know, he's like, I kind of want people who read the book to, to also watch the show. So it's not the same. I want there to be more woodpeckers. Like the bird. zombies ate the woodpeckers. No, just the little birds. I want to see uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> with woodpeckers. Wouldn't that be cool? One of the characters probably has one of those now. Who? A Theon. You know, he was castrated. <laughs> so he has a wooden pecker, maybe. He could be made out of wool. I want the woodpeckers, like the birds, that are like... Maybe that three-eyed raven scares them off, you know, if you thought about that. That's probably the problem. That three-eyed raven would scare me off. (laughs) It's like if I walked outside right now and there was a three-eyed raven sitting there, I'd be like, fuck this, I'm out. You know what's weird is every time I watch that show and see that three-eyed raven, the only thing I can think about is I want to catch it and fry it up. (laughs) Eat it. That would be like a a cool skull hat on your mantle, you know, like a little three-eyed skull there. Of a bird's head. Oh, yeah, I'm hungry for some birds. Since we already mentioned The Walking Dead, uh, by the time this podcast uh, will be released, it would have already, uh, was it season five? The the, the the show would have already returned on the air because it returns tonight yes. at nine, followed by Better Call Saul. And a lot of people's confused over the timeline there, but uh, 
Because, you know, you normally have The Walking Dead and then The Walking... Well, it's then The Talking, Talking Dead, Dead. Then The Walking Dead and then Comic Book Man. And then The Walking like, Phoenix. And people are like, well, you know, why is Better Call Saul coming on after? Well, AMC, I think, is doing this so Walking Dead fans will maybe pick up on their new show. Right. I don't think it needs it. So Better Call Saul is moving to Mondays. So you get two episodes this week and then Monday and then Comic Book Man will return and The Walking Dead... Or The Talking Dead returns next awesome. week. So... Cool, cool. And now is uh, um, Better Call Saul, is it a prequel? Yeah, it comes to starts, it happens before Breaking Bad. Am I correct okay, about so, this? Okay, so it leads into what happens in Breaking Bad. I don't know if it's going to actually lead into it, but it is takes place before. Okay. Here's pretty much, from what I've gathered, some of this stuff was released, like I said, in like, well, Breaking Bad ended, what, September 2013? So yeah. some of this was, re- I mean, it was announced then, and it wasn't announced until after the show that it was a prequel, because everyone's like, you know, if you announce it's a sequel, then, you know, Saul's fate, you know, then you know before the final episode of Breaking Bad that Saul lives, or blah, blah, blah. So they held off. Um, pretty much, they they released then, so this is a year and a half, and if I spoil anything, then I'm sorry. You've had a year and a half to, to figure this Man, out. I, it's not a spoiler yeah. if it's a year and a half old. It's, you need to watch your damn show. Saul Goodman and get it, get it over is with. not his real name, by the I, way. That doesn't surprise me. It's James McGill. Okay. And this is before he has, I think it's six years before Walter White. And this is before he has that little uh, office in the strip mall with the Statue of Liberty on top. Yeah. It's him starting out. Um, Mike Herman Trout, who's played by Jonathan Banks, is back. No one else has been really announced. There's rumors that Gus may come in season two. Uh, Gustavo Fring of the, the Los Polios Hermanos yeah. guy. Um, Los Polios Hermanos. Apparently. That crazy chicken. Because uh, Rolling Stone watched both episodes from this week in advance. They claim <laughs> that this show starts like the first few minutes picks up where Breaking Bad ended. And then goes to a prequel. So, so. you see where... Because you remember Saul is not in the final episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. You, so it's ultimately going to be that. I guess you're going to see where he uh, is, and uh, then it's going to go back in time. Once again, spoiler alert. Well, it's so, not a spoiler, because I'm not saying really what happens, you know? Well, no, no. I mean, once again, spoiler alert as far as the, the last episode of Breaking True, Bad. So not really. You've had a year and a half. The last time you saw Saul, am I remembering correct, he was in the guy's van <laughs> going into hiding. Him and, that Walt, right? him and Walt shared that basement. Of the vacuum salesman. Yeah. And Saul claims he's going to Nebraska. That's all you know. And that, like, that's it. Yeah. So it's rumored that, according to like Rolling Stone, that this show picks up and you see his fate, which I guess you see him going to Nebraska. I don't see him dying. I could be wrong. But, you know. Well, that would be counterproductive to a series, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you see him. But I, I, that's why I don't think, I, you know, I think Vince Gilligan's a great writer. I don't think he's going to like. Here he is dying, and now here's like you know I don't think it's going to be you, that. At you all. know what I'm going to live for in this series is what if they make cameos in the background? It's like yeah, it's like, oh look, they've already there's said Walt that, in the background. They've already said that Walt and Jesse is not in this first season, you know. Um, and also Huel, who is you never saw what the hell happened to him in Breaking Bad either. He is also not in season one, so this is before. Saul even has his bodyguards. So. I have to say that the the there was a thing with Huel in I, the last. It wasn't in the last season of Breaking Bad. I think it was in the next to last season. There was a thing that Huel did that was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen on television. It's when uh, um, when Walt and Skyler have the money stored in the storage mm-hmm. unit. He lays on it. Yeah, he goes in and there's just this pallet stacked up like <laughs> yeah. five feet deep with money. And this huge guy, just he's like, he just looks over at the dudes with him. He's like, "I'm sorry, man, I got to do it," and just dives right in the middle of this pile of money and just starts wallowing around. It's like, I was like, it's like, goddamn Uncle Scrooge. And I was like, I sit there for a minute. I was like, I can't say I wouldn't do it. So, <laughs> so that's right. Imagine me wallowing around in a lot of money, naked. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, outside yeah. of uh, all that's been said, Rolling Stone also in their interview claimed that the first two episodes of Better Call Saul were better than the first two episodes of Breaking Bad. To me, that's saying a lot. I don't believe that's them. a ballsy statement. Yeah, you know what? I don't believe reviews. I think that they're all bullshit. Well, they probably are, but <laughs> they're all opinion. They're all opinion. I think sometimes people who write reviews are getting paid off. 
Yeah, not always. Listen, we want this show to sound. I mean, eventually, when, I mean, I, you when know, I'm not working seven thousand hours a week, there will be reviews on our on our blog. We have a blog. Yeah. I don't use it because I I don't have time to write yeah, anything. I, but I, <laughs> I actually thought about writing a few things on there this week about just some of the stuff I've watched recently, yeah. some of the stuff I'm reading. That way, I don't have to come here and talk about like you know this, this and this and this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll move on from that, and I guess next week I'll. Maybe we can give a review of what we thought about The Return of the Walking Dead and the two episodes of Better Call Saul this week. Yeah. We can be the judge of how we feel. Yeah. Um, so, uh, now let's talk about something that popped up the first of the week. This guy, <laughs> was it in Sweden? Where was this guy at? I don't even fucking There's a guy me. that uh, is trying to turn himself into the Red Skull. The problem is, it looks nothing like the Red Skull. He's like he tattooed his eyes. He had like a chunk of his nose cut off, and oh, even like it's gone. Yeah, yeah, and it's and you know I thought about the other day like what if he like you know like if he gets like a runny nose or sneezes or something because he pretty much just has nostrils. Yeah, it's um, just two holes going into his head. And uh, yeah, the skeleton nose. And he got like uh, <laughs> forehead implants. Dude, he doesn't look like the Red Skull. He looks thing. like some cracked out. Ver- he looks like some cracked out member of the Red Lanterns. And, and uh, yes, and even That's it. and even like the 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 tattooing of the red on his face. He's got like a beard, and it looked like it was well, just like his what, cheeks. That was, was what like, ki- that was what killed me. It was like. If you're gonna do this and you're gonna have like the, the you know the sunken in cheeks tattooed onto your face, maybe you should fucking shave. And those black eyes. Like, if I saw this guy in public, I would not be like it's the Red Skull. I would run. And if I saw him in Johnson City, I would pack my bags and move. I would move the far away from this guy because oh, he's, he's the scariest fucking guy I've ever seen. Dude, if I saw that guy in Johnson City, I'd give him a job washing dishes. <laughs> Dude, he is a scary looking guy. That's probably all the job he's ever going to have. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he, like his eyes are pitch black, like they're tattooed pitch black. And I don't. I think. Wait, did they do that, or was it was it contact? It said tattooed. What I read. I don't even know how that would be possible. They can tattoo eyeballs yeah. now. Yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah, they can tattoo why eyeballs. Would, why would you do that? I, Dude, I mean, why do people do a lot of things that they do? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I support cosplay. If you want to go out and paint yourself up like a superhero, go ahead and do it. But I don't know what Fickus dude was doing. And for those who haven't seen this, I'll, I'll make sure. I can't sure. support. I can't I'll make support because sure, I don't think we posted. Like I'll make sure we we post a link for this, and you can see like what in the hell was this guy thinking? Oh like, Jesus, man! Everybody that's got Facebook has seen this. They have to have. It's yeah. been on my feed every damn day. Yeah, at me least too. Three or four times. I think but everyone's seen it. All, all the same, just in case yeah. you're going to be able to see this dude. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> Like I said, all four, you know, if you want to dress up like your superhero, hell, I'm wearing Batman underwear right now. Do that. I got Batman pajamas on underneath my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my Batman boxer shorts have got utility belt. I have uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> a C-3PO and a R2-D2 versions on my shirt. Oh, yeah, I have on a Spider-Man shirt. Beat you that. <laughs> I just said I have Batman underwear on. I'll just let y'all know right now, I'm naked under my clothes. <laughs> oh, are we all? <laughs> and you just know, people can't see in. video feed. I'm actually <laughs> hanging dong in my seat. Like, I, I don't even have any pants on over here. We need a crack cocaine ranger on this show. We do. You know what we need on this show? We need a woman but, on this but show. But we, we do need a woman on this show. I, we I, need, I, like, a woman as a permanent installment. installment on the show, like a fourth host. So if you are a woman and you like comic books and you want to become a co-host of Giant Size Man Things, you can send your application to GiantSizeManThings at gmail.com. Also, you got to live in the Tri-Cities area because that's where we do the show. Or just fly in every week if you're that Or rich. fly if you're rich, um, you can fly in every yeah. week. That is something we've been looking for on this show since we actually before we started. We'd realize that that was something that we kind of need. So if that's something that you're interested in and you want to be involved in a part of something, a big and a great, then they're coming on to the show. <laughs> I, um, I want to talk about... Sorry, guys. Uh, Steve was momentarily uh, possessed by the spirit of Mario. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk real quick about this movie that uh, I'd been waiting to, to watch, and I'm... Talk to Jimmy. Why are you it. waiting to watch it? No, I mean because there was like no form. Like, oh. and I'm, <laughs> I am getting there. 
Uh, movie's called The Dirties. It, I know just mm. the name you're going to be like, is this some kind of gore fest? Is it a porno? And it's actually none. It's a movie about a guy like me in his 30s? Exactly. Awesome. Now, uh, this movie won, took grand prize at uh, Slamdance. If you're not familiar with Slamdance, it's like the independent form of Sundance. It takes place in Utah every year. Uh, it took the grand, the grand prize... And it was such a big hit that Kevin Smith added it to his uh, the Ke- the Kevin Smith Movie Club. If you're not familiar with that, you know he started out with Clerks, big independent film. He takes independent films, takes them under kind of his wing. He does 13 a year, and he like, I guess he just puts his name. But because this movie is about two high school students who are like bullied, they're bullied in school. The dirties. And they uh and they uh. I'll get to the why, why the title, but they're they're doing a video project for one of their classes, and their video project is that they're these two hitmen, and they go take out this gang of bullies at their school called the Dirties. Nice. Well, they shoot this this you know uh, uh, project for their class, and the teacher's like, "This is too violent. You can't cuss. You can't have guns. Blah blah blah. You have to give me like a recut form." And uh, this isn't a spoiler. What I'm about to tell you is you find this out in 20 minutes in the movie. One of the students is like, you know what? Let's really kill them. And the other guy's like, that's crazy. So they kind of have a split. Uh, there's a lot of comedy. There's one bully that you see twice. And it's the hardest I think I've ever laughed in a movie. <laughs> He's this nerd. And he always talks about one guy's mother. I laughed until I was crying Wait, over the stuff he was saying. Jesus, one of the one of the bullies is a nerd? <laughs> yeah. Sounds a little inaccurate. No, but I mean, the rest of them aren't. But uh, so pretty much they, they it, <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Here's something I have to watch. I'm I, sorry. Guess, yeah. I guess not like a film footage film, but the whole thing is filmed from a perspective that they're making a movie. So there's right. a camera guy that they talk to a few times. Uh, there's a multiple movie references, like quotes of when he's going to kill somebody. Uh, he, he, and even in like the credits, in the ending credits, is like a huge play of like Back to the Future and blah blah blah. Anyway. There's no distribution for this, despite that Kevin Smith has picked this up. Like, you can't go to Amazon and buy this. There, there's no way to buy it yet. You can physically buy it from the guy who made it named Matt Johnson. He starred, directed, and wrote it. He is, lives, it is it the Matt Johnson? It's not that, that Matt Johnson. <laughs> this guy lives in Canada, right? And here's what's kind of cool. Uh, you can purchase this from him. It's a Blu-ray DVD pack. has three discs. There's a whole different cut of the movie, right? There's seven covers. I showed these to Jimmy. There's seven covers to the movie. What these people did is they contacted the Criterion Collection and said, we want to use your covers for movies and just change a little bit of the image, and Criterion led them. And it even looks like a Criterion Collection movie. It has that fucking quote where it's like, we pick just the best films for blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's hilarious. Their name's all over it. Uh, like I showed Jimmy, there's what was it? Time Bandits was a cover. The, the Time Bandits. Magnolias sold me. I was, like, was I a cover. Time, that's awesome. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. The one I got was The Third Man, which is if you're not familiar, like the old Orson Welles yeah. movie. It's like a tunnel. Uh, but like the Rosemary's Baby is, you know, like the classic. It's like a green cover and it's got like a face looking up and it has like a little uh, a baby carriage on a hill. They changed it to where it's one of the guys looking up and there's like they're like riding bicycles on a hill. Just but like it, the adv- the variant cover of Chilling Tales of Sabrina number one. Exactly. The only but, copy of that book we've seen so far. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. It, I'm it, still it, pissed it, about it. It's a, I mean, they're like dead on replicas. Uh, I thought the movie was really good. I mean, it, it, it's pretty much, they shot this movie really well for probably like 10 bucks. I mean, it's cheap uh, and it's really well done. And they're apparently doing a movie that is already getting huge, huge rave. Uh, and it's available on Netflix. That's extreme, and I'm really curious since you know since the Criterion Collection, we're like, yeah, go ahead, you know, go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, does that mean it's going to go in the Criterion Collection immediately? Because can I you think can you so. imagine shooting a ten dollar movie and having it go into the Criterion Collection immediately? See, how they, awesome would that be these, for, like, for a you, fledgling filmmaker? <laughs> if I mean, you that order, would be awesome. If you order from them, there's 150. Uh, they're numbered. There's 150 of each cover. Yeah. And they're signed. There's like a note directed to, like, especially to you, and it's signed, and they may throw in some bonus goods. The only cover sold out was Memento. Mm. That was the only one that's really? already been sold out. Um, but, uh, like I said, they're working on something called Operation Avalanche, and I think it goes into, like, moon landing stuff. Is it to do with Final Fantasy VII? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. But, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's already getting hugely <laughs> hyped, so, uh, I figured I would just talk about that, and I may go in more on the blog about that. So, okay, cool. So we're talking about that. We're talking about 
You've got something to say about Valentine's Day, yeah. don't you? You know what? I'm going to chime in on that, but you go first. Valentine's Day's coming up. Fuck Valentine's Day. Well, I was getting there, but... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Valentine's Day. The Steve, one day of the year that I don't want to leave the house at all. Steven works. Oh, I'm just assuming you work, right? When is Valentine's it's Day a, this it's year? A Saturday. Next Saturday. Oh, yeah, I'll be working. We're watching all those disgusting lovers puke all over tables at Mid-City because they don't know how to handle their liquor. Valentine's Day is a huge uh, overhyped you know, holiday for like whoever, the candy people and the card people. Um, the flower people. Some people. And the condom companies. There's some people, you know, hopeless really? romantics like me that, you know, I just stay at home. Um, Waiting you know, for pe- your Valentine's. People aren't going on Valentine's to, to look for one night stands. Do they not? Well, I don't Maybe know. that's a good idea, actually. So you're saying that, Here's my that, problem. that you usually go out looking for one night stands, so you're staying at home on that night? Because it's never worked in the past. Well, yeah, usually. But I think. I you're think, on the wrong, wrong box. I think it's the way I talk to the women, man. Because if I go that to. Could be. If, if I see an insanely attractive woman and I go and tell her that I will treat her like an amazing fantasy 15, they get freaked out. They're like, this guy wants to seal me in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, 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 it's not what I mean, you know. Like, they, don't, they don't get... You're like, listen, I want to bag and board you, I want to slab you. Yeah, see, they, they, they don't I'm get... I'm going to you off and have you graded. They don't get what I'm going to say, you know. That's like... Yeah, that's never going to work, dude. But... You're going to have to lay that and pick up line to rest. To those single guys who want to go out on Valentine's Day, uh, there's a piece of advice... Steve actually met my grandfather. There's a piece of advice my grandfather gave me when I was a little kid... And through my experience, I've learned that uh, it seems like it's pretty good advice. He gave me this quote when I was five years old. <clears throat> it says, if it, if, if it smells like fish, it's a tasty dish. If it smells like cologne, leave it alone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what? When I was five years old, I didn't get Holy it. Holy Jesus. As I got older, I understood. Oh, my grandpa told me something interesting, too, and it's a, it's a quote that stuck with me my whole life, and I found that it's very applicable as an adult. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, my father told me, this is actually true. My dad told me when I was a kid, never get a prostitute. Because there's plenty of girls out there that'll do it for free. And if you get too desperate, just get a Waffle House waitress. Oh! Yeah, that was what my dad told me. What did you want to say about Valentine's I guess, Day? Oh, here's what I got to say about Valentine's Day. Fuck Valentine's Day. You know why? <laughs> because it's fucking dumb. I'm just a miserable, old, lonely old man that sits in my house and reads comic books. I don't think I've had a date in a really long time. Probably won't. I'm just getting too old for it now. Living in a college town where everybody's on their way out. The only people available to date are like 20-year-old alcoholics. No yeah. thanks. I'm done with that kind of shit. So, Valentine's Day can fuck off. I don't feel like being at work all night long and watching these bunch of fucking people on their Valentine's date puking all over tables, shitting all over the bathroom because they can't handle their liquor because they decided they want to go get drunk. I don't want to deal with that shit all night. Fuck Valentine's Day. <laughs> and if you've got a problem with that, why don't you write me a letter and we'll hash it out. You hear? And... Whoever wins that hashing. Why don't we have a giant-sized man-thing's anti-Valentine's Day meet-and-greet at (laughs) Mid-City on Valentine's Day next Saturday night? We will. (laughs) Let's do it. It's on. Right, you heard it. It's on. If you're single and you don't like Valentine's Day, come to Mid-City, girl. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, a transgender, a corn on the cob. Anything. (laughs) If you are like a a living doll or if you are like a piece of pepper that a fairy sprinkled magic on, you came to life, come. So what time are we saying? I don't care. Just open. It's all night long. Open invitation. It's an open house. At any given time, one of us will be in the restaurant. And I'll be there all night long. All night long! That's right. You can hang out with Steve. All night long. And watch me. If you're one of those living doll people, I've got to talk to you. I I, I just, I have questions about your lifestyle. (laughs) I saw something the other day that reminded me of your father. And then I was going to ask you if, if he's listened to this shit. Your father's a huge Bob Dylan fan. That's correct. There was a new Bob Dylan album that came out. I don't know if he's listened to it. And I saw it, and I was like, what the hell? And then I looked at it, 
And then I, I just got one question. I don't know if you're aware, but you know they're they're like they're still finding like unpublished lyrics of Bob Dylan, and they make like they did like the basement tapes where they get these people to do Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. I'm sure Bob Dylan has music no one's ever heard. Why the hell would he do release an album that is Frank Sinatra covers? Because that is what this new album is. <laughs> Every song is a Frank Sinatra song. Maybe he's like a huge Frank Sinatra man. fan, and he just can you imagine that really voice? Though, though? Who is not though? I mean, right. I've, I've never heard anybody go, man, turn that fucking Frank Sinatra off. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the people I work with after what happened last night, I feel like, would be that way. Why? What happened last night? Last night was an exception to every rule, I think. What happened last night? Turn on some Patsy Cline and everybody went crazy. That's it. I'm never. I'm not going to be there Saturday. I'm not handling that. Why? Hey, like what we're Patsy hosting Klein? this party. We can we can listen to whatever the fuck we want. Also, he's in control of the music. If they said nah. that, then you should play Fist City by Loretta Lynn and see what they think about Loretta Lynn. You should right, play, good idea. You should play the Braids cover of Bohemian Rhapsody because that's the worst goddamn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, Challenge accepted. Should, I don't think people should cover Queen. You know, I've never like people that do it in karaoke. Oh, oh, oh! I just want to go back real quick. Another reason I hate Valentine's Day is because of fucking cupids. That shit is fucking annoying. Every time I'm walking down the street, I'm getting shot by fucking arrows and shit. Turning around, like, what the fuck was that? And I look up, and there's some little naked kid in a tree with a bow and arrow. I'm just like, fuck you! I hate cupids. I don't think so. I think it's a bunch of cupids. They they piss me off, man. Their shit doesn't work on me. (sighs) Fucking cupids. Yeah, I hate it when when naked babies with one shoot me with arrows, too. It's annoying, honestly. Like, you're just trying to go out and check the mail, and you're getting shot by tiny little fucking arrows. It's a goddamn annoying. Well, you're supposed to fall in love, you know? It doesn't work. I, yeah, I mean, who could fall in love when you're like, damn, I might have to go to the fucking hospital. Dude, okay, I want you to put yourself in this situation. Imagine you're this beautiful... Maybe you up with and, a nurse. <laughs> well, maybe it's a Imagine you're this beautiful, intelligent, like, successful woman, right? And then you get shot by a Cupid arrow, and I'm the first guy that you see. Imagine, <laughs> imagine what happens when that arrow finally wears off. They're like, oh my god, too. And that's why I hate Valentine's Day. I'm sick of like a week later, the, the girl I met on Valentine's Day is like, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't know what came over me. Well, that ain't got nothing to do with that. That's not got anything to do with a little baby that's got a bow and arrow. Oh yes, it does, dude. You not you do not live in my neighborhood. It is infested with cupids, like they're fucking raccoons. <laughs> it is annoying, man. Try calling Orkin about cupids, and they won't even believe you. They won't like. They won't even give you a quote. They're like, ah, oh, sorry, sir, we don't do that. Maybe you should call pest control. They're human-like. Or not pest control, animal control. Like, call the city. It doesn't oh. work for Cupids, though, because they don't count them as animals. They're like little human-like, the humanoids. I'm tired of Valentine's Day. DCS. What's DCS? <laughs> oh, yes, DCS. Yeah, that, that's the a good idea. The Department of Children's yes. Services. I should call yeah, them. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you work for DCS and you got a call of the guy, man, listen, there's a bunch of little naked kids and trees out here shooting stuff at me. In no way are we condoning anyone calling DCS and reporting that there are naked cupids running around their neighborhood. But do whatever you feel like you need to. <laughs> Guys, oh we, God! <laughs> what should we move on to the most important topic? The, the comic news. The comic news. Well, there's no Fuck comic Valentine's news. Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got all kinds of stuff to talk about with comics. Not okay, necessarily well, news. Let's, uh, well, let's 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 talk about some comics, man. You'll start with our pick of the weeks, and then we'll go to just okay. Other let's do pick of the weeks. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Yo. I was torn between three, like really bad. And it wasn't until we did the show that I was like, I'll probably pick this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nailbiter Ten. And I think Ghost Toe Nailbiter. I think I'm the only one of us three that reads Nailbiter, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's just something I didn't get to pick up. Well, I don't think it, I, I think it looks interesting. Since we haven't talked ever about Nailbiter, I'll give a little quick synopsis here. Nailbiter is pretty much about this this town called Buckaroo, Oregon. Where, uh, and then, like, the little last 40 years of this town... You know what, hold on real quick. Fuck Oregon. But anyway. (laughs) But in, like, the last 40 years of this town, there's been... There's been 16 serial killers uh, that have, like, came and gone and lived in this town. So, you pretty much have this guy who goes to solve the case. He gets kidnapped. And he, he figures out what's going on. So then his buddy comes to the town and teams up with, like, this local... Uh, detective 
And they're trying to figure out, like, is there something in the water? What is it that makes, like, this town this crazy? And, you know, and, and you know, it's not just like everybody is, like, you know, like a Ted Bundy style. There's the reason it's called Nail Biter is there was, like, the big notorious guy who would, like, chew the, the fingernails off of his victims and stuff. Mm. So, like, the killers are pretty unique. I mean, you know, they're not just, like, you know, this person stabbed that person and that's it. They're all unique killers. Um it's oh. a slower pace. It is every. I mean, each issue has gotten better. It's a gigantic story, and this one left so many questions. I was like, man, I wish I had issue eleven. That's a, that's a dark horse book, isn't it? No, it's image. Is it? It is okay. image. Okay. For some reason, I thought that was dark horse. Is that your pick of the week, Nailbiter? It's Nailbiter. Woo! Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, you want to talk about yours for a minute? So I'll go ahead and do mine next. Okay. Uh, I've got. Uh, my my pick of the week is Saga Twenty Five, and I, I a classic. I have I cannot believe that I've gotten all the way to the tenth episode before I've mentioned Saga on this show. I mean, it's really one of the best comics out there on on the market. I think. Well, honestly, since we started the show, how many issues have actually came out of Saga? It was on a break there for a little. It while. was on a break there for a while. And this, <clears> this is the first episode back from the break. It's uh, Brian K. Uh, Brian Vaughn and uh, Fiona Staples, and it's just this. It's the story. Of this child, uh, who is the par- she's the child of two warring. Uh, her parent, each of her parents is a, is a member of two warring alien races. Wow! And so there's kind of a there's kind of a little Romeo and Juliet thing going on there. But it's you know the you know it's it's just it's a great story. And there's uh, you know all these uh, both both sides on the war have put basically put out uh, bounties on on the parents and the child. Want them dead because they can't they can't have the fact that 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 their species have crossed become public knowledge and so they're on you know they're on the run. But the coolest the coolest little background thing in the story is is the reason that these two characters fell in love is one of them was a prisoner of war, the other one was his guard. the The little girl's mother was the guard, and she was. Uh, you know, the, uh, in this prison labor camp, she would be standing there guarding the dad and w- was reading this book to him. And they both really liked the book. And so eventually they, uh, you know, after they run off together, when they fall in love, they eventually meet the guy that wrote the book. And, like, there's all this weird stuff said about the book, but it turns out that when, the, when this guy wrote the book, he wrote it. It's subversive about the war because his son had died in the war. Mm. And so all of this stuff that's, you know, that's like, it doesn't seem to make any sense earlier on. There's, there's one issue where he, uh, one of the, one of the characters that's hunting them, Prince Robot the fourth, who is a big guy with a TV for a head. And it's weird, but he meets this, this author and they have this conversation and they're talking about how, uh, one of the one of the points of the book is you know the people are always talking about what the opposite of war is, and everybody says peace, and it's like that's not the answer. The, so one of the great quotes from the series is that you know the opposite of war is fucking, which has some context on the conversation there. But it's uh, you know the so post post traumatic stress is an issue. The but. You know this. This is the fir- this is the, this is the first issue back after a pretty you know prob- I'd say probably a six month break. Wow. Um, but it's 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 such a fantastic read. You know I'll, I actually look forward to every issue of it. Awesome. Uh, so you know if you guys get a chance and you've not and you've not tried Saga, it's openly available in trade paperbacks now. Uh, the uh, you know there's four four trades out, uh, and that'll get you up through the current issue that just came out this past Wednesday. It's 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 probably the big book out that I'm shocked hasn't been picked up for something already. I don't. Yeah, I can't believe that. I mean, uh, probably of my favorite book of of my books that I read every month, it's a toss between it and East of West, which is my favorite. Mm. And you know, East of West is just as good. But but this this is this is easily my pick of the week, and it awesome. was, it's a great issue. And you know, they're going off in a weird direction right now. It's something uh, I definitely want to read. It's it's a decent jumping on point. Let's say that. So, on to yours, sir. All right, my pick of the week this week is a book called. It just came out, so you can grab the first issue in your comic shops right now, unless it's sold out. <laughs> um. Uh, Postal, number one, by Jimothy Dringus. 
I mean, Matt Hopkins. <laughs> now, this is a book about, um, basically, there's this little town that just kind of runs itself. It's, I guess, in the future a little bit, it seems. And uh, they just kind of handle their own stuff there. So there hasn't been, like, a murderer in this town in something like 25 years or something like that, you know. And uh, the main character is a post a postal worker with uh, Asperger's syndrome. So, really? So I, I didn't expect that. That's out of left field even for me, and I know I didn't. I would never have suspected that would ever make it into any book. Yeah, I never expected it. Like for example, you know, I'm flipping through the book right now, and there's a part where it shows like a burger and fries on the plate, and the fries are all all over the burger because he goes into this diner to eat, right? And he's like, the meat is touching the fries, and the bun isn't stacked. I can't eat it if the meat is touching. And so he sends it back, and blah, blah, blah. And there's some waitress that he has a relationship that gets it, and she makes him the burger and fries. Right. And he's like, me can eat burger now. I don't think he says it that way, but... Maybe he he kind of talks a little yeah. like that. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, he's like, he really likes this woman. And then he realizes that maybe, like, he says... He's trying to say something nice, but he says it in, like, a weird way. Like, he compliments her on her makeup. And oh, yeah. Like, he was like, you know, uh, like, yesterday your makeup made you look fat, but today you look, it, it looks good. Oh, my God. And she's like, like uh, you shouldn't say stuff bad. like that. You know, so he's like, he's trying so hard with this woman, but he just, he doesn't know what he's <laughs> hang on, Hang on. Based on this conversation right here and what you said about, you know, talking about t- talking to a woman and telling her you want to treat her like an Amazing Fantasy 15, do you have Asperger's? I might. <laughs> but anyway, so pretty much this guy, this postal worker with Asperger's, he accidentally stumbles onto like this drug ring happening, and so justice gets taken out on this guy because he shoots him or whatever, right? <laughs> and then uh, by the by the end of the first issue, you know, because everybody knows that this is what the book is going to be about, unless you just don't know anything about it. There, there's a dead woman at the end of the first issue, and everybody's like, "How'd this happen?" But you learn that his mother kind of runs the town. Yeah, his mother kind of runs the town, and there's like a preacher that shoots people in the face yeah. who are the bad guys. <laughs> but yeah, I actually really enjoy. I thought it was a good read for a first issue. Uh, I'm definitely going to be picking up the rest of the series. I think based on this, I'd, I'd recommend everyone checks out Postal. It's a pretty cool book by Jimothy Drinkus. That I met, was, I met that Matt Hawkins. That was one of the three that, you know, I had a hard time getting. Yeah, my pick of the week, definitely Postal. <laughs> now, I want to talk about, uh, moving on from picks of the week, I just want to talk about two other books that came out this week real quick. One of them is a book called Cluster by Ed Brisson, or Bristol McGilsel. And uh, it's uh, put out by Boom Studios. It's called Cluster. And I'm not going to talk about it too long, but I like the art in this book. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> basically this is a book about in the future where we colonize other planets and we send prisoners to the planets first to kind of like get the planets ready for human colonization so in this book cluster in the first issue uh these these prisoners are sent out to the planet obviously some of the prisoners don't really know what they're signing up for you can just tell how it's written and uh they get there, and there's basically a war going down for the planet against this alien race. But it's it's I actually really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend checking out Cluster. And if you like clusters of nuts or clusters of oats, like those cereals, this book might be for you. The next book I want to talk about, and this might come as a surprise to everybody, <laughs> is uh, Lady Death Apocalypse. Now, this is a character that almost anybody who reads comic books is at least familiar with, Lady Death, because she's been around for a while now. When I was a kid, first getting into comics, there was Lady Death books out. Never actually read one, honestly. But I thought I would pick this book up, because it's the first issue of this new Apocalypse series. And uh, the cool thing about this book is that like probably like the first 15 pages or so is actually like a... It gets you caught up on the Lady Death story. So you learn that uh, she was this woman, this like normal woman or whatever kind of that got burned at the stake way back in the day and she got turned into Lady Death and all this crazy stuff happens and her mom is like some demon lord or whatever and comes and is the queen and then they finally defeat her. Like this is like years of Lady Death history being explained to you. And like uh, 
After that, like her sister is the queen or whatever of the world or the lands or whatever. And then, and then, then when you finally get back to this comic book, uh, after the whole little, this is all what happened so far. Uh, you find out that Lady Death uh, has returned, and it turns out that her sister, who's like the ruler of the place while she's gone, has basically created a world where. Like, there's human kind, and then there's, like, demon kind, and in this world, like, the demon kind is almost just, like, another race of humanoids, you know what I mean? So, like, they're, like, being, like, hunted and, like, persecuted in this world, like, they're not allowed to reproduce and stuff, and if they reproduce illegally, like, the, the humans come and kill their children, and they're, like, on the run and stuff, like, underground railroad style and stuff, and Lady Death comes and is like, what the fuck? And so she's, like, standing up for him and stuff. So it was, uh, it, by the time you get to actually read the news stories, you're so caught up on the character that you're actually pretty interested. Like, this is actually pretty cool. Like, and it has really cool artwork. It's a good-looking book. If you've ever been curious about the Lady Death franchise, this is a good point to jump on. I, I would agree with that. Because I, uh, I actually did read some of the old Lady Death comics back in the day, and there was... There's more substance in that issue than in every later in every Lady Death book that was probably published back in the day. Oh, I would believe it because I mean that's one of those bad girl characters that popped up in the in the, the you know the mid to late nineties that it was tits and ass, right? And you know I mean the, a lot of those characters have popped back up, and you know I was really surprised to see that. But the thing is, is it's almost like the the characters grew up while they were gone. Well, I think what we have is we have all these, basically, as you referred to them, TNA characters, you know, that were characters just trying to sell books, trying to sell sex, really, you know? Yeah. And now you have all these characters left over, and it's it's almost like these people have decided, like, well, you know, we have these characters, why don't we, like, write them seriously? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, like, getting better writing and cool stories. I was, you know, you were showing me that book, and uh, it's just, it's such a good-looking book. I was really surprised at the art, man. Yeah, it's really cool. I looking. mean, the, the book the the book always had good art, but that was a lot of the times, in my opinion, just my opinion. That was all you could say about it was it had good art, but this is beautiful art. You know this this is really good looking art. Like it's it's truly exceptional. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm definitely enjoyed. I think I'll actually I'm gonna subscribe to this book actually. Yeah, it's it's I was Enjoy. I was not, and I, you know I'm kind of glad you showed it to me because I would never have picked the book up off the shelf. You know, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this: I, my brother Dave over at Dave Bears Den, uh, <laughs> he always he does a lot of research into like what new stuff is coming out. Yeah, and he always will be like, "You should check this out. You should check this out. Put this on your pull list. You should check this out." So a lot of the new stuff I get will just be recommendations that come from Dave that I think sound cool. And believe it or not, all three of the books I talked about today, Postal, Cluster, and This Lady Death Apocalypse, all three of them Dave recommended that I should probably try to grab, and all three of them are sweet. Like, he's usually right on the money with the stuff he tells me to grab. Every once in a while, there'll be something that I disagree with, but that's just probably my personal taste, you know? Like, I don't get into the Valiant stuff, and he's pretty into it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, he and I have talked about that quite a bit, and I, I agree. I think what they're doing right now is really interesting. They have a, they, they've got a forced, uh, there's a story coming up that's, uh, it's, it's going to be called The Divinity. Oh, yeah. That actually and, looks interesting. Yeah, uh, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in what they're going to do there, because it, the character is remarkably similar to uh, uh, Dracula. Sol- Solar. Oh. Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom. Which was, swore uh, it was Dracula. You know, we had, we had talked about, I think he and I had talked about that on an episode, one of the earlier episodes, like uh, there were there was a series of characters that, that they couldn't use when they restarted the books because they don't own them. I put some rolls in my so, mouth. I'm, I'm thinking that, that maybe that's what they're going to do, but uh, the, just the story sounds interesting because basically you have this cosmonaut that was shot into like a wormhole in the 60s and he's been gone all this time and he comes back, but when he comes back he's got these godlike powers. Yeah, I think that looks pretty. In- I actually probably yeah, gonna like at least pick up the first issue. I will. Too, I think. Yeah, I will. It'll, it'll be the first of the new Valiant stuff that I picked. Up, I did so. pick up the Valiant. I didn't like it. I actually heard a couple of people say that uh, I didn't like I, it. Dave liked it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, and, like and Dave, Dave actually said that as of the Aaron second issue, it got it, it yeah, got it, much better. It picks up. That's what he point. said. Yeah. So, 
you know, I, I hope they do well with those characters because it, the, the, the characters are such good characters, it's a shame to see them wasted. But I'm really you know? biased on that writer, so that could be why I like it so much. But. <laughs> All right, now, here's the, here's where we talk our opinion. What do you guys feel about the, the uh, post-convergent stuff that DC announced this week? Oh, you know what? I, why don't you tell me about that? Because I actually don't know anything about it. Okay. I've, I've posted some, some stuff on Facebook. And I, know, I saw it led to a huge uh, back and forth. There, Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. I was, I, It was cool to see some... some between, exactly, between... Uh, between people on, yeah. the, on, on our Facebook. Yeah, it went back and uh, forth. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, DC has announced some of their plans for the other side of Convergence, right? There's going to be 24 new series coming out. Okay. Post-Convergence? On the other side of Convergence. After Convergence is over, there's going to be 24 new series. Is that going to be end of New 52? or It is the end of the New 52. Interesting. It's the end of the New 52, but now some of the series that are currently running will continue. But they some won't of be them new will be retitled. No. They'll be renumbered. They'll be renumbered. Some of them will be retitled and renumbered. Interesting. So, uh, but... Uh, some of the more interesting stuff that's popping up there. There will be a Doctor Fate book, uh, which that's that's uh, they talk about. You know, they've talked about the Helmet of Fate already and Constantine yes. on the show. A lot of um, Easter eggs in the show. Love Easter. Uh, there's, I mean, a lot of new books. Garth Ennis has got a miniseries coming back out, and it's all characters from Hitman. Oh, so the, uh, dog the, the dog welder! Apparently, the dog welder is coming back. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I'm, I'm pretty. We need excited to give the dog welder his own book. Uh, that's going to be an eight issue miniseries, I think. Uh, there's also going to be a Batman miniseries. Uh, Cyborg is going to have his own series. They have taken uh, from Red Hood and the Outlaws. They're going to retitle Red Hood and the Outlaws, Red Hood and Arsenal. Starfire is splitting away into her own book, and she's going to have the creative team from Harley Quinn. So I don't know who's going to oh, be working on that. That book's going to suck. So that's Amanda Connors and yeah. uh, whatever the rest of that crew's name is. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what they're going to do with that character on her own because she's not been used very well in that. I love the book, but the character's not been used very well in the book. You know what? You know why they do that? Because she's cool looking. She is. She's I a mean, cool looking character. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's a little TNA going on there too. You know, I mean, because she's an alien princess and she doesn't really care whether or not she wears clothes most of the time. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but New Fifty Two Constantine's going to be just Hellblazer. It's yes, back that's where Hellblazer we were going. Title, to, yeah, right? that's what that's what I thought was interesting about sci-fi saying that, that if they get it, it's going to be Hellblazer instead of Constantine. With the rebranding, is that a reboot, the or are they just going to renumber where Constantine I is? I do wonder. not know. Is Swamp Thing coming back? No. Oh no. That and that is a shit hit the fan right there. That's like, a big I love I, shit fans, dude. There are so many people on the internet who are like, I can't unless they're they're because they're doing a book called Dark Universe, and some of the, some of the rumbling about that is that that's going to be all of like their horror characters and like their Vertigo stuff. They're going to put them all in one book, and they're they're going to be on a world where there are no superheroes, like a, like an alternate Earth or whatever. Huh. So that could be a rebirth of Vertigo. Yeah. Um, so, and I would support that one hundred percent. That needs to happen. Well, that's um, interesting. But here's the thing that <sighs> I'm willing to give some of these books a shot. I'm not willing. I'm not going to walk away from DC immediately. Uh, but I'm going to start treating them like I treat any books. It's going to be like, well, you know, I'll read it for three or four issues, and if it's been good, I'll keep getting it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Dan Didio, who is the father of the New 52, probably one of the most hated men in comic books right now, <laughs> made a statement when they announced this that they are going to go to story-driven comics, and they're not going to worry about continuity. Hmm. At all. Like, how does that work? When you have an integrated universe, because yeah. like I said, this is the end of the New 52. So fans of the New 52, especially our listeners, why don't you go on our Facebook and tell you how, tell us how you feel about the end of the New 52, because I know that there are as many people out there who think it's the greatest thing ever as there are who hate it. Yeah. I know we got, I can't speak for all the listeners. I know we got one that is a huge, huge DC fan, so it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know how he feels about New 52 ending, but... 
I couldn't get into a lot of the new Fifty Two stuff. I'll say that, but I mean, well, I mean, uh, it, it was a reboot, and that's that's the thing is like I, I kind of feel like what what they're doing right now it's just rebooting is it, it's not even a reboot. I think they're just trying to get new Fifty Two sales again, and I'll I'll just point blank say they're using the comic books to pimp their movies and TV shows. The the only the I think the only thing that the, that DC has announced that there is not a comic book that's going to tie into is Supergirl, but Supergirl doesn't start until fall. So yeah. what the, what I suspect is going to happen because they're going to have forty nine books and a, and a number of miniseries running, uh, they're going to establish a book and have a book that has sales running, and then when it's time for Supergirl to come out, they're, they're going to cancel that and put out a Supergirl book. Probably. So. You know, interesting. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're making a, a very smart move here, and I'm going to say that this is the first nail in Dan DiDio's coffin. I don't know about the no continuity thing. That's if he, if he hadn't said that, I wouldn't have been concerned about it. But you can't. You. I mean, there's there when when you have TV shows that are that are that are building their own continuity. Based on the continuity from loosely based on the continuity from a series of comic books, you don't throw your fucking continuity out the window. Well, I guess you DC don't. does. Well, you know, I think that there's somebody at DC that's thinking, trying to fit, look 50 years down the road in the future of the company, so it would bankrupt. <laughs> well, like, how can I destroy they, this company in the future if they keep making bad decisions? It's not going to take 50 years. I mean, they're making, and then making, and then in fifty years, Disney will own Batman <laughs> and be a part of, of the Marvel universe. <laughs> the I just I don't know, man. It's a, it's 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 kind of interesting what they're. I, I can't even begin to, to to figure out what if there is a ploy here, what it would be, because it just seems foolish to do that. I mean, yeah, it just sounds right. lazy to me. Well, uh, yes, it sounds right. like they're going to be like, okay, here you write Superman, I'll write Wonder Woman. It doesn't matter about if it makes sense to yeah. go together, even though they're in the same world. If you want to use the Wonder Woman in the Superman comic, it has nothing to do with what's going on in the Wonder Woman comic. It won't even be acknowledged. Right. It's just lazy writing. It feels like you know. Yeah. It's it's it it, it removes the necessity for an editor because the editor in chief's job is to make sure that everything works, and that there's going to be no need for that. You know, just it, it's just it's stupid. It's it it's, almost makes me feel decision. like if there really is not going to be continuity, it makes me almost feel like that I'm going to pick one comic from DC that I really like and just only read that one, and that will be well, my DC comic because everything else will just piss me off if I'm trying to read two of them and there's shit that don't make sense. Right, on. and then you know, I mean, I, I I agree with that. There there are don't get me wrong, there are a couple of these books that I'm excited about. The there's a Justice League of America book starting. Uh, they've given that book entirely to Brian Hitch, uh, who I don't think has ever turned out a bad product. He's okay. writing and doing all the art. Now I don't know how long that will continue because that's a hell of a job. To so keep this up is with, so. this is after Convergence. So this is still a pretty good dis- I mean time frame. Right. Away. It will be probably towards the end of summer when this starts. We can't wait for Secret Wars uh, because. Convergence, Convergence is going to be a two-month event, so, you know. Yeah. A two-month event. Ladies and gentlemen, so welcome what, to Convergence. April? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, it'd probably be uh, but, July or August. Ladies and gentlemen. There are some books out there that are just ending, and I think people are going to be pissed off about that, man. Uh, they're going to one Green Lantern book. Sinestro is over. They haven't. They had not announced that, but it is not being continued on the other side of Convergence, so it's over. There's you a know? monkey sucking another man's shrimp. On occasion, <laughs> but yeah, the like I said, the you know there's a, there's a couple of the books that I'm interested in. I will give them a shot. That that one I'm excited about. But if it weren't for those, I would be down to Justice League and two Batman books. Will be all the DC books I have because you know Swamp Thing's gone. Everything else is over. Yeah, the end is definitely worth checking out. Yeah. He's, uh, I cried seven times this week. <laughs> Do you need a tissue? <laughs> well, guys, that's about all the time we got for the show today. Should we talk about next week? What's next week? I forget. Well, we don't have anything nailed down yet. We might. We may have a cool guest next week. Uh, that's all we can tell you. Yeah, that's all we can tell you. We might have a cool guest. Yeah, if we, if that is something that's going to happen, I will announce it on the Facebook sometime later in the week. Think, Ooh. Think, 
think Danny Glover quality guest. Oh! Wow. I don't know about all that, but all right. Danny Glover quality. <laughs> uh, I mean, just not very good quality. If he comes on, if he comes, I mean, if we get somebody to come on the show that's Danny Glover quality, they have to say lines from Predator Two. Gone fishing, man. They've sent lines from Gone Fishing. Whatever. Just just say some Danny Glover shit. <laughs> well, uh, in closing, I just want to say I was looking. I've been looking over the statistics of our listeners and things like that. And we now have more listeners in North Carolina than we do in Tennessee, which is interesting I to me since that. we're based in Tennessee. I noticed that. So if you I live, if that. you're a listener of the show, like a real listener, like you listen to every episode, and you live in North Carolina, why don't you shoot us a message on Facebook or an email? Just tell us about yourself, what you like about the show. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm curious about all yeah. the North Carolina listeners. I think that's interesting to me. I, I'm interested in all of our listeners. I think I think that we should kind of shout out to somebody about every yeah. episode you know it's like yeah, oh, so yeah we, definitely we, we, still, we still haven't heard from that dude in Dubai or wherever the hell it was Qatar they quit listening after we called him out they were like oops we busted they're on to us we've hit Mexico we've hit Japan we've hit the UK it just it's it's weird yeah and the reason I'm this particular time I'm pointing out to the North Carolina listeners because there's so many of them obviously there has got to be a few people at least that are like frequent listeners of every week's show so I'm just really curious about that. Give us a little shout-out. Maybe we'll hook you up with some glory. Yeah, I'll send you a prize pack, or we'll figure out something to send you. Yeah. All uh, right. Also, probably, we're coming up on our 3,000th play. Well, that's cool. At yeah. some point. I don't know what we will do, but we will probably do something. <laughs> that involves maybe, shrimp. Maybe we'll try to give Aaron away again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I tried to give us all away after that, and no one responded. So I think oh, look, just, man, you should have known. You should have guessed that with me involved. It's like everybody's like, no, no. I, I think we're just a bunch of pathetic. Listeners. I think. Oh, that is definitely the case. <laughs> Jimmy has gone, <laughs> the Jimmy has gone bad. <laughs> all right, see you everybody. Let's talk, see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We ain't going there.